Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. Hello, hello. I hope you're doing awesome. I am so excited because today is episode number 100. It took a little longer than I anticipated it taking, but hey, we got here, right? We did it. <laughs> Which as you know, if you've listened to any of these episodes, it was my goal from the beginning to get to 100 episodes because so many people start a podcast and it's so easy to get five, six, seven, maybe even 10 episodes, maybe even 15. But after that, it can be a lot to maintain, especially if you aren't getting the audience that you thought you were going to get in the beginning, which, you know, a lot of people, they start creating because they think I want a big following. I want a lot of people to listen. And while that's all well and good, there is also, hey, this show is called Create for No Reason. There's something about developing your creative practice with something like a podcast or a blog or videos. And if you really enjoy doing them, the more that you do, the better you get. And it opens up all of these different opportunities. So I was wondering what I should do for episode 100, right? It's kind of a kind of a big deal. And I was thinking about the topic for today, and I thought that I would really just run through some of the things that I've learned over the years doing this podcast and, and even writing the book that I wrote. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do lessons from 100 episodes of Create For No Reason, and hopefully it inspires you to keep creating and doing more of what you love. So the first lesson is, and you know, a lot of this stuff as I'm talking, a lot of it is going to be relearn, right? Like I, I talk a lot about how we learn things and then we relearn things. So <laughs> sometimes if we don't learn something the first time, we have to, we get another lesson in life that allows us an opportunity to relearn that thing that, uh, that might have shown up in a in a different way. And so these are all opportunities, right? Okay, so number 1, creativity matters. Creativity matters. We I I am convinced that we live more fulfilling lives when we are exploring our creativity and we are giving ourselves permission to start. This is something that I see so often in people. So many people that I meet, they they have a message. They want to build something. They want to create something. They want to start a blog or write a book or, or, or even just take a pottery class or get back into art or dancing. And they just make up all of these excuses as to why they're not doing it. And oftentimes it's, oh, I don't have time or it shouldn't, I don't, I should be doing other things in my life that maybe would make me more money or, you know, we just have to we have to prioritize what really matters to us. And I truly believe that creativity matters more than people think, more than most of us give it credit for. I talk about it in my book, Do What You Love, this, this idea of your rock, your return on creating. We think a lot about return on investment. Hey, if we put this amount of money in, what, what is the outcome that we're getting out of it? And we don't necessarily think about that when it comes to creating and creativity. So lesson number one is creativity matters. Do the thing you want to do. That, that creative pursuit that is in your heart that, you're, that you've been thinking about over and over and over. And maybe uh, months have gone by, maybe years have gone by, and, and it's still inside of you. It's inside of you for a reason. 
because it's meant for you. It's meant to be explored by you. So creativity matters. Lesson number two to go off of that one is start. It's just to start somewhere. Take the first step into your new adventure. We are so good at overcomplicating our creativity, overcomplicating our goals, our dreams, what it is that we really want. And when we when we overcomplicate, we're we become stifled. So it doesn't allow us this opportunity to start, right? Like when people say, oh, I want to I want to write a book. And, and I've talked about this on the podcast before. When I thought about writing my book, it's a very overwhelming project. And in my mind, I kept thinking, well, I have to sit down and write this book one afternoon. It's That's not how it works, right? Just like this podcast. Every single week I have to show up, I have to record, and I have to post something and share it and put it out into the world. And so we just have to start wherever you are, whatever you have, the resources that are available to you at this moment, what if that is all that you needed? When we believe that that is all what we, that we need, we will figure out a way to start, whatever it looks like. And we are so good at making excuses. If we want to start a new project, let's just say you want to start a YouTube channel and you think, well, I need to buy a very expensive camera and I need to have all these lightings and I need to set up a studio in my office. No, you don't need any of those things. Those things are lovely and nice, but you don't need any of those things just to get started. What is the MVP? In business, we'd call it an MVP, minimum viable product. With everything that you already have, what is the what, what is the one first step that you can take? The minimum viable creation. That MVC, I like to call it an MVC, minimum viable creation. What does that look like? That means that uh, if, let's go back to the example of writing a book. If you say that you want to write a book, no, you're not going to sit down and write a book all in one afternoon, but, but you can sit down and write 250 words. You can sit down and say, hey, for 20 minutes, I'm going to work on this thing. You can say, hey, I'm going to take, I'm going to take 15 minutes out of my day and pull out my keyboard because, man, I loved playing piano when I was little and that brought me so much joy. So all we have to do is start. That's it. Let's not overcomplicate some of the things that we really are excited to create. It's only by starting that we can then get into our project even further and discover what it is that we might need, some different tools, some different people that are doing the work that we're doing that we can learn from. But nothing's going to happen unless we start because we get stuck in our heads. When we're not allowing ourselves to start, it's because we're stuck in our heads, we're overthinking, we're overcomplicating, and then we become a deer in headlights and we don't move forward in our passions. We don't move forward in our dreams. So what is the one thing that you can do today with the resources that you have available to you to jumpstart your creativity? Let's go. All right. <laughs> Number three is let go of perfectionism. Let go of per for perfectionism. And this is one of those relearnings because we can all get stuck in perfectionism because we don't want to create mediocre work. We don't want to create work that is not amazing, incredible, wonderful, and people rave about it. But we can't create work that is meaningful and wonderful and everyone raves about it unless we're willing to put out work that is imperfect. 
And the funny thing is, is that even the work that we look at that we believe is amazing and wonderful and, and, and worthy, those people probably think it's not perfect because perfect does not exist. Perfect does not exist. And yet we still feel like we should be striving for it. We still feel like somehow we are going to be the ones that, that create something that is flawless, but that's not true. And so when we can let go of perfectionism, when we can believe that our work is allowed to be imperfect because it is imperfectly perfect for someone else, someone else that sees our work, it is meant for them. And here's the thing with creativity, it doesn't mean that you have to share it with the world. It doesn't mean that it has to go out there. It doesn't mean that someone else has to find it and think it's perfect or imperfect. It can just be for you. And when we believe that it doesn't have to be perfect, it, oh man, feel, feel the weight lifted off your shoulders when you know, I can sit down and write a piece of poetry. I can sit down and start writing a screenplay. I can play the piano. I can write a song and it doesn't have to be perfect. Whether or not you decide to share it, let go of perfectionism, realize that it doesn't exist and just have fun with creating, knowing that the more we create, the better we are, the better we become. The more that we find our voice, the more that we discover what really interests us and our, our perspective and our point of view. So let go of perfectionism. Number four, lessons learned <laughs> is creating opens up opportunities and it expands our personal growth. When we are creating, what's so beautiful is that we're learning more about ourselves every single time we create. Every single time we, we have new experiences and moments in the world, it's an opportunity for us to discover how did we interact with somebody? How did we approach a situation at work? How do we approach a conversation? How do we approach whatever it is that we created? I think about that a lot because when I'm journaling in, in the morning or, or afternoon, whenever I'm journaling, I realize that my mindset has shifted because our mindsets shift when we have experiences in our lives and we have experiences in our lives when we are allowing ourselves to explore what matters to us, when we are allowing ourselves to put ourselves in situations that are different every day. Creating opens up opportunities because you know what I find so fascinating is that there is such an interesting world out there of all of these incredible people doing really wonderful, amazing things. And when we are creating, when we are noticing what it is that we find interesting, when we're reading great books and listening to great podcasts and watching cool art, uh, watching articles. No, when we're watching great videos or, or reading great articles, we are discovering all of these interesting, cool people. And some of those people we might be able to collaborate with. And some of those people might change our perspective on something simply because of the work that they've created in the world. And so when we are allowing ourselves to create and be creative, we're growing as a person. We're becoming a better version of ourselves every single day because those creative pursuits are meant for you. They are meant for you. They are your dreams. They are your passions. They're not going away and they're meant for you to be explored. Number five, create for you. Don't allow anybody else to discourage you. Don't allow comparison to stop you from doing what you love. 
Don't let what other people's opinions of you matter because they really don't. The funny thing about other people's opinions is that most people, what are they thinking about? They're thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about you. So here we are sometimes feeling like we shouldn't put something out into the world. We shouldn't be creating. We shouldn't be exploring our creativity. We shouldn't try something new because we're scared of what other people will think. Oh, that's so embarrassing. Did you see what she did? Oh, that's, I can't believe this person uh, put this out into the world. Can you believe they shared this message? Can you believe this is what they did? If someone's saying that to you, that is their problem, not your problem. And by the way, when people are saying that, oftentimes that is a, that's an internal problem for them. They're probably feeling like, oh, I'm not doing those things. I'm not living my truth. I'm not creating. I'm not exploring my own creativity and passions. And so when they see other people do it, there's something that they need to figure out that they need to work on. So who cares what other people think of you or your message or what you're sharing? It doesn't matter. None of that matters. All that matters is that you're proud of your work. And you are proud of yourself for pursuing your passions, for pursuing your creativity, for, for pursuing your dreams. That's all that matters. That, that is all that you can do. That is all that you can have control over. You have control over what you do with your day and how you decide to explore your creativity. That's the only thing you can control. You cannot control how someone else is going to think about your work, how someone else is going to uh, consume it or or what they're going to think or what they're going to say or what actions they're going to take. All you can do is be true to yourself, create, and that's it. And if you're proud of your work, imperfections and all, that's all that matters. Okay, number six, keep creating. When we keep creating, we get to take every single thing that we've learned and bring it into the work that we are going to do next. So this is 100 episodes of this podcast. I learned a lot about the creative process when it comes to podcasting. And I've learned a lot of lessons and I've really been able to like even when I started this podcast, I I have a new I have a new microphone, <laughs> which you know that's like a tech type thing. But I've learned some really interesting things from people that are really big into podcasting and how they are uh, approaching their podcasts and the technology that they use and the equipment that they use and the lighting and all that stuff. And so we get to take everything that we've learned and bring it to our next project. I mean, writing my first book was honestly one of the most important projects that I've done so far. Uh, one of my, one of the most important creative projects. And I've learned so much about the writing process. And I'm so excited about writing my second book and taking every single thing that I've learned from writing the first book and exploring that into the second book. And so what does that look like for you? What are, what are some of the things that you've learned over the years in the creative work that you've done that you can take with you into other areas of your life? Even in the, even in business, what's been so interesting. So in the writing process, when I wrote the book, I really have had to think so much about, Hey, this book is for you. This book is for the reader. This book, I want, I want the person that is reading it to think, Oh, she's speaking directly to me. And so it's actually helped me become a better writer in business when we're writing emails or when I'm sending notes to, to prospects. And so I get to take everything that I've learned and what I've been doing in my creative work all these lessons and all the things I've learned and then explore those into other areas of my life. And you get to do the same. Number seven, make and support creative friends. 
So I talk about creative friends in my book and creative friends are essentially people that are out there doing the work. So you're out there, you're exploring, you're creating, you're doing all this stuff and other people are doing the same thing. And we want to find and attract those people, right? Because the critics, the critics are over here on the sidelines saying, Hey, I'm just, I'm, I'm just here to, to tell you that what you're doing isn't good enough or, or who are you to write this or to say that, or to put this out into the world. Those are the critics. We don't really care about them. We've already went over that, but we want to make creative friends. When we make creative friends, those people, they know what it takes. They understand the challenges and frustrations that sometimes come along with creating, with, with being vulnerable and putting something out into the world. They understand those challenges. And so they, they get us. So we need to be around those people. We need to be around those people because they are going to help us when we're feeling a little off, when we're feeling like we need that little boost of inspiration. So we, we've got to find those people and support those people. If you are a creator in any way, you know how important it is when you get a message from someone that says, wow, this was so meaningful. Wow, I really appreciated this. Wow, your work really made an impact in my life. It is the most incredible thing in the world. I remember before video was a thing, like before everybody was doing video, this is years ago. And I was doing a lot of video when I was working at a chamber of commerce. And, uh, and it was always so funny because I would always have these women that would come up to me at these events and they would kind of run up to me and give me a hug. And, and I had this, uh, this one event I went to, she ran over to me, she gave me a hug and she goes, Kate. And I looked at her, I was like, hi. And I, and I, and I said, I, I I didn't know, I didn't know who it was. And I felt so bad because I, I was like, she's obviously, she knows me and she's giving me this huge bear hug. And she could see in my face that I was scrambling in my mind, trying to come up with who is this person. And she goes, oh my gosh, you actually don't know me, but I watch your videos and I feel like I know you. And I thought, oh, that is the most incredible thing that someone can say to a content creator. Because we want, when, when people are creating content and putting it out into the world, it's, it's for the person that they're speaking to. It's for the audience that they're really trying to reach. And so we need to support those people. You know, we need to support those people in their efforts because it is a vulnerable thing to put something out into the world and to say, hey, here, I made this. And so when you can like and comment and share and, and, and promote and support, it is a beautiful thing. And when you do that, it comes back to you. So those are just seven lessons that I've learned in 100 episodes of podcasting. Uh, it has been so much fun and I am excited to continue to do the podcast. I wasn't really sure if I was going to continue this podcast, but I've decided to do it. I, I even started um, in, in the process we talk about keep creating. In the process of doing this, I actually did start another podcast for the business that I run, Floyd Coaching, and it's called Lead with Culture. And I started doing that podcast too. And that's obviously a very different, it's a very, it's more of a business podcast. And I talk to different CEOs and leaders, but that's another thing that's so exciting about when we explore our creativity because of what we learn and 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 we meet different people and we learn all of these uh, these different things that are around that are out in the world, your your mind starts to shift and think, ooh, how can I potentially leverage this in in maybe another area? And so I did start this other podcast. And so I wasn't sure if I was going to continue to do create for no reason, but I really want to. And I think I might turn it into a little bit more of a, a writing podcast. I might niche down a little bit just because of, well, two things. One, I absolutely love the writing process and I love talking to writers. And two, I know so many people 
really enjoy that topic. And I think that writing is, is the creative process. When you talk about the writing process, it is essentially the creative process. And so I'm, I'm thinking through what that's going to look like and what that will be, but I'm definitely going to continue to do the show. I so appreciate you for listening. And I, as always love hearing what you have to say about the show. And if there's anything that I can do to support you or help you in your creative journey, I am here for you. You know where to find me you know, you know where to find everyone on social media, <laughs> send me a message. Uh, and, uh, if you have not yet purchased a copy of my book, do what you love. I would so, so appreciate if you bought a copy, you can get it on Amazon, just search Kate Volman in the, uh, in the search bar and it'll come right up and you can, get your copy and starting June 1st. So that's this, well, whenever you're listening to this, you can actually write a review as well. And so please, please, please go over and write a review. It really does help books. I've definitely learned a lot about the publishing uh, world. And when a book comes out on Amazon, it really does help when you go and you support the book and you buy it and you also write a review. So would so appreciate if you did that. You guys are awesome. I appreciate you. And hey, until next time, go create something.